if I'm being honest, I'll probably rate my Lagos trip a 7 over 10. And when it came to how much I spent in Lagos, I spent over £2,000. I think for 2024, I really just want to just do crazy stuff. Like when I was setting my goals, I literally had my normal goals and I also put a crazy goal. I feel like in the UK, we are definitely not as innovative or as entrepreneurial as people in Nigeria or even America. Like, don't just limit yourself to what your eyes can see see beyond what you can see if that makes sense a lot of things that shocked me in Lagos is number one you need to know people and you need to know the right people another thing is that Lagos made our vultures hi guys YFG back again I know it's been long since I've released a podcast episode I don't think I've released a podcast episode in about six weeks but guys bear with me I have very good reasons your girl has been holidaying in Lagos catching the sun if you could see my hair, like Lagos braids, I'm looking nice, tanned. But guys, Happy New Year. I don't know if it's too late to say Happy New Year, but me, I always say Happy New Year till the end of January. Like, till 1st of Feb, it's a Happy New Year for me. So Happy New Year to you guys. I hope you guys have had an amazing start to the year. This year, we are 10x all our goals. We are doing the impossible. We are setting crazy, crazy goals. Like, this year, I'm not playing with anybody. Like... Even with YFG, we're going all out. I have so many exciting things out in store when it comes to podcasts, YouTube. Yes, I said YouTube. Digital products, live events. We are doing that this year. So get ready. It's going to be a madness. But um, anyways, for this podcast episode, to start the year, I really just wanted us to like reflect on last year, 2023, with YFG, the successes we had. I also wanted to know you guys what I've been up to for the past six weeks that I've been MIA. So my legal strip, how that was. And of course, how I want my 2024 to play out. So I'll be letting you guys in on my goals and the daily habits I'm also setting to actually achieve my goals. Because there's no goals. You can't achieve goals without daily habits. Like, standard. Like, if you set up big, big goals, you have to have habits you're doing on a daily to make sure you achieve those goals. So I'll be letting you guys in on those things as well. And... So even start, like, thank you guys for rocking with me in 2023. Like, 2023, YFG did so well. Like, I had my first paid event, like, my first paid gig. I had my first paid um, partnership, video partnership. And I also got inbounds from other brands as well, which was crazy. Like, 2023 was the first time that was happening. I basically, we basically more than almost tripled our community following from 2K to literally over 5K now events were coming in like i probably did about seven events or collaborations last year so last year was such a big year and that's down to you guys just rooting for me rocking with me and 2024 we're doing 10x of that so 50k following for no 10 times 70 is 70 70 events i don't even know how feasible that is but we move paid gigs paid events we're going to have loads and loads of that so guys thank you so much for rocking with me and to delve into lagos hey Lagos December. So basically, I was gone for two and a half weeks. I was out in Lagos for two and a half weeks. I had an amazing, amazing time. If I'm being honest, I'll probably rate my Lagos trip a seven over ten. Like, in my opinion, I actually had fun. Like, there was a balance of everything. Like, I was going out having fun with my friends. I balanced it with also like meeting new people that stimulated my mind, that allowed me to dream big. I obviously spent time with family as well. I spent time with friends. I made new friends. So I really, really enjoyed my trip to Lagos. So for this episode, I want to just share a few takeaways or a few things I learned from Lagos, a few inspirational things that I learned from Lagos that would not just help people who want to 
you know, spend time in Lagos, but just it would just inspire every and anybody to just, you know, have fun and just enjoy their holidays. So I think the first thing that I learned about Lagos is just how entrepreneurial people are. Like, guys, it is crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, go. Like, I feel like in the UK, we are definitely not as innovative or as entrepreneurial as people in Nigeria or even America, for instance. And why do I say this? In the UK, like, once... For instance, once anyone gets a big bonus at work or once anyone has a big slump of money, people just drop it into buying properties. Don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing. I'm probably going to end up doing that to accumulate wealth anyways. But I feel like in the UK, we're not as innovative or as risk-seeking when it comes to maximizing wealth or gaining or accumulating income or accumulating wealth, for instance. So if anyone in the UK wants to become wealthy, the, the... the common route that people always suggest is properties, and that's not bad, but it's not innovative. It's not entrepreneurial by nature. Whereas people in Lagos, for instance, are out here building things and solving real-life problems that adds value to society, and through that, they are then maximizing wealth. For instance, when I was out in Lagos, I met up with um, one of my mom's mentees, and he's basically my age, so he's 25, and he's basically, like, started, like, an accounting company, and he's solving, like, when I had to catch up with him, guys, I left the writing notes. I was so, so inspired to just do more for my life. I was inspired to just take a leap of faith, to do something crazy and something that seems seemingly impossible. And by doing that, not only am I adding value to society and solving problems, I'm also... I'm also able to accumulate wealth for myself, but I'm also able to, you know, just see the world through different lenses, if that makes sense. So he's 25. He has like an accounting company, has a full ass team. Like he, I, I can't remember the amount of employees he has, but he's basically like leading the company, leading the team. He's doing phenomenally, phenomenally well. Maybe one day I'll have him on this pod. Maybe if you're listening to this, I'll probably have you on, the, on this pod. So that's something about Lagos that I found out that people are just very much entrepreneurial driven innovative like when i was even having conversations with somebody and they were telling me about their mom and what she does i was just like yo like nine to five is great and i don't get me wrong i've never been one to slay nine to five i'm always for nine to five but i'm also aware that you can always do so much more when you are being innovative when you're solving a real life problem like there's just something about being innovative that i just liked when i was in lagos and i was just tapping into that atmosphere the amount of money you can even make from you know investing in real estate or buying beach houses in lagos like things like that just showed me that there is more like there is money and there is wealth like guys if anything you can take from this episode is do not limit yourself if you feel like you genuinely have an idea or if you feel like you're being called to create or build something or to be innovative or to be entrepreneurial please just do it like Go out there, do it. There's, there's a lot of communities out there in the UK of um, entrepreneurs or founders and get plugged in and do your thing because it will pay, like it would yield benefits. Like when I was talking to the guy I mentioned when we um, caught up, like I just left feeling like, yo, if this guy is my age, he's 25 and he was able to, he's able to start his own thing, do phenomenally well. And even when he was telling me the trajectory of the business and the strategies he still has in the bag, I was just like, Oh my God, I'm talking to an Elon Musk, a future Bill Gates, right here. And nobody even knows. He's just out here in Nigeria cooking and preparing for that next milestone. So guys, that was my number one takeaway from Lagos. People are very entrepreneurial, innovative. And I feel like that is something we can emulate in the UK. Or that's something everybody should even emulate, if you get what I mean. Another thing I sort of realized is that the wage differential is so crazy. Like... 
the widespread of people that are rich and people that are poor is mad. And don't get me wrong, I grew up in Nigeria, right? I spent the first 15 years of my life in Nigeria, but of course I spent my adult years growing up in the UK. When I tell you that, you can see somebody earning like a billionaire and you walk a couple of minutes down the road and somebody is begging for breakfast, begging for lunch. It's, I just found it so wild. For instance, I went for an event me and my friends went out. We probably paid like let's say fifteen thousand to enter the venue, and when we were going back home, people like outside were literally begging us for like just like Fanta or Coke, and I was just like, "How am I able to afford just fifteen k just like this?" And this so basically fifteen k is probably like ten pounds or twelve pounds. And someone when as soon as I step out of the venue, someone is begging me for like three thousand, which is like one pound fifty. And I'm just like, "How how do we get to this point with the wave differential is so crazy, Lagos?" The guy that was driving me around Lagos, because I basically had like somebody that was basically driving me around Lagos, was just telling me about how he's like hustling, trying to pay school fees. And I was just like, ah, this school fees was also telling me about it's something that I could easily drop in London like when I go out to eat. So it just sort of made me reflect that. I guess it sort of made me reflect it too is that the way the fresh is so crazy in Nigeria, to me, it doesn't make sense. I, do, I don't know why it's, it's the way it is. I can't give you a valid reason. I honestly can't tell you. I think it's probably down to like obviously family, people going to school, people not going to school, people having access to different opportunities and things like that. But I feel like it also inspired me that I can do way more for my for Lagos. Like I, like every little helps. I think that's Tesco, right? Every little helps. You know what I mean? Like donating or sponsoring one child or doing this can just make such a difference. Cause I can't like when I used to spend so much money in a day. And I'm stepping out that people are begging for the bare minimum just always made me feel bad. People are blowing millions in one day in Lagos while someone is just outside asking for 2000 Very bad. So I think that was something that when I went to Lagos, I sort of noticed. Another thing I noticed is just the amount of opportunities to make money in Nigeria. And I guess even in the world at large, I think maybe because I was on holiday, my mind was just more at ease and I could just see the amount of opportunities out there. For instance, I went to Eco Atlantic, which is like a new... Guys, do research on it though. Like, my view of a co-athletic is probably very, very like beginner. But I went, I just went there to see one of my friends because she was staying um, at a co-athletic for Christmas, and it's basically like a new development area in Lagos that's probably going to be like very residential, very much high price. I think houses they are going for like billions. And when I went, there, I was just like, God, me, I want to buy a property here, like standard, like it is good. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. So that's what I'm saying. Like the opportunities to just be wealthy. Just get, get money, invest. It's so much in Lagos, and that's something I noticed that I'm like, God, I am tapping into this because the kind of mindset I have, I think I've said it on this podcast before, I see myself in Lagos, London, New York. I love Lagos. I love London, don't get me wrong. I think I'm going to probably stay here for the next few years until New York calls me or Dubai calls me, but Lagos is definitely going to see my, my face in the future and just seeing the sheer amount of opportunities out there is mad. Like, even one of... Even the place my friends and I were staying, one of the, our neighbors even told us that there's opportunities in Lagos. Like, if you can solve a problem and add value, the amount of opportunities that will open up to you is wild and you just need to tap into it. That's the number three thing I learned in Lagos. Opportunities to make money, invest, Equatlantic, all those things is wild. The fourth part, I was saying, a lot of things that shocked me in Lagos is, number one, you need to know people and you need to know the right people and not just the right people you need to know the right people that have access to things that can also give you access to things the way lagos is all about who you know like 
It's a bit annoying because, of course, in London, I feel like you can have fun, you can enjoy yourself by just doing your thing. I mean, everywhere is pretty much accessible to everybody. I mean, in a way. But I feel like in Lagos, it's much more like, who do you know? Do you, people, do you even know the right people? And the right people you know, do they even have access to things? And can they even grant you access to things, if you get what I mean? I can't really go into too much detail about this point, but Lagos is very much about who you know and if they have access to things. That, sh- that didn't really surprise me, but that's something that I fully clocked whilst on holiday out there. Lagos is obviously classes. I think we all know that. It's all about uh, who are your friends, what school did you go to, like what you did you go to, things like that. So... Yeah, be mindful of that. There's also like a table culture in Lagos. I mean, I'm a babe, so I didn't really care because I don't need to spend money on tables. Guys that buy a table and then babes can then get babes can then get access to the table, right? But Lagos has a very like table 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 culture as well. That's something to be like be mindful of. Another thing that shocks is that Uber drivers are mad. Like the way Uber drivers are moving in Lagos. It's so different from how it is in London. For instance, you know how it is in London, right? You can just book an Uber. The money gets taken like straight from your account. Tell me why I'm booking an Uber and they're messaging me like, is it cash or card? Is it cash or card? If it's a card trip, i.e. if they're gonna take it straight from your account, I'm not taking it because I want cash. And I'm just like, huh? Like, what is this? Because I move cashless everywhere. So Uber drivers are just so so funny. Like, I just found it really, really funny. And it's just very different to how it runs in the UK. But I mean, we still winged it, if you get what I mean. Those were the things that I think surprised me. Another thing is that Lagos made our vultures. Like, when I tell you that Lagos is not a real place, that is one thing I clocked. Like, if you're a girl in Lagos, like, trust me, the way men hunt, no, I don't want to say hunt, but men are vultures. Let me give you an example. This is a quick story time. Like, one of my friends, we, like, went out, like, had a good night and stuff. And this old man, not this, this dad was basically moving to one of my friends, right? And we're basically like, ah, boss, like, we don't want, like, we're not feeling it. And he was basically like, you guys are being disrespectful. You guys are being rude. You guys are being rude. And I'm just like, huh, like, my, my friend is not feeling you. She's not feeling you, right? And he was like, you guys are being disrespectful. My friend Shad just gave him um, her number because she was like, ah, this guy needs to leave me alone. She gave him her, like, number. Of, of course, we're going, to, we're going to block him afterwards because that's what you do in Lagos. You give people your number and you block them afterwards, especially if you're, you don't like them or they're applying a lot of pressure. And then after the event, he still met us outside again. And then he was like, what was the meaning of what you guys did in there? You guys would be very disrespectful. And I was just like, uh-uh. like, guy, like, what are you saying? So that's just something about Lagos that was just, to me, I found it just like, Lagos when I'm just not real. So I would say like my five key takeaways from just being in Lagos for two and a half weeks is that, trust me, do not limit yourself do not limit your entrepreneurial or innovative spirit. Like, if you want to build something, create something, just do it. Like, speaking to people that innovated stuff, have built stuff from scratch, seeing what they are doing now at 25 is mad. So don't be afraid of being entrepreneurial or, or innovative. That's my number one takeaway. Number two takeaway is that there is a crazy wage differential, like, ugh, crazy crazy differential between the rich and the poor and i think with every little help we can all play a part in bridging that gap of course every little help but i think there's obviously a fundamental structural change that does need to happen which i think is the reason why i'm very much hell-bent on nation building and impactful doing something impactful or going into government for instance because we can do so much better at changing the structural the structural reasons why there's that wage differential that's number two Number three is that 
investment opportunities, whether it's like buying properties in a cooperative in a co-Atlantic, for instance, investing in like beach houses or the sheer amount of just opportunities out there in Lagos is unmatched. And I feel like we can all tap into it. And you can always extrapolate what I'm saying to any other thing. There's also untapped opportunities in UK, untapped opportunities in New York. Like, don't just limit yourself to what your eyes can see. See beyond what you can see, if that makes sense. Number four is just the, as I said, the things that surprised me. Uber drivers, Lagos being mad. Um, the table culture, people being classes, and obviously the fact that you need to know the right people that have access to things that would then give you access to things. And the number five thing was just that Lagos men are vultures. So I think, in a nutshell, that sort of summarizes my Lagos trip and my Lagos experience. I had loads of fun. Would I go back again? I probably would. I think it was a great time to just, like, you know, just rest. You guys know how, like, how many hours I obviously work. So I think it was nice to just, like, distress and chill. And when it came to how much I spent in Lagos, I have a TikTok and an Instagram reel that's going to go up, um, that is going up, rather, on how much I spent in Lagos. I spent over £2,000, and that includes my flights, which was 1.3K. That includes um, the clothes I bought for obviously clean December. That also includes, um, like, my Christmas present. So... My Christmas present that I bought people, tips, um, how much I spent when I was like going out for like events and things like that. So I don't think it wasn't a very expensive holiday. I mean, over t- I mean that's relative. I mean, I spent over 2K. So if you're thinking of going to Lagos, that's something to also bear in mind. But also bear in mind that you can definitely spend way less. For instance, I spent 1.3 on my flights. Whereas I feel like if I use my miles or if I use like um, BA rewards, I could get like way cheaper. Or if you just buy your ticket like way earlier, you can always like get tickets less than 1.3. Or bear in mind, my 1.3K ticket was even using Ethiopian Airlines. <sighs> I literally connected. I was out in Ethiopia for like 12 hours when I was going to Nigeria and then coming back, my layover was like three hours. So you can always walk your way around like having a slimmer budget. I spent a lot on like Ubers and cabs. I spent like £167 cumulatively. But I think it's because I was booking my drivers for like the whole day. Like I was, I even went to like Ogun State, like I was doing the most. So that's what to be mindful when budgeting for a trip abroad. There's ways to minimize your expenses. You can obviously minimize your flight tickets by the tips I said earlier. Um, you can also, like me, I, I bought a lot of new clothes. You don't need to do that. You can literally use clothes you've, you have worn and things like that. And you can spend less on like Uberers or like share with your friends and whatnot. And in a nutshell, I had a good experience. I think I wish I networked more with people. In, in that which I was doing, I, I, I made a lot of new friends. I made a lot of new connections. But I feel like I could have made more connections. Because going into Lagos, my mindset was have fun and also, like, meet new people. Like, meet people that will allow you, like, dream big and, like, allow you to see the world through different lenses. I wish I did more of that. But overall, I think it was a good holiday. 7 over 10. Clean December. Descend December. I didn't do anything too wild or too crazy. So, it was good. So, Apologies if I've been MIA for six weeks. That was the reason why I was having fun in Lagos as well as re-strategizing for the new year, which comes back to my the last segment of this episode. I think for 2024, I really just want to just do crazy stuff. Like when I was setting my goals, I literally had my normal goals and I also put a crazy goal, like impossible goal, because I just feel like at this age, like I just have no reason to be scared of anything. Like this is the year I want to take risks. Like, I want to do 
new things. I want to do things that I was that I am afraid of doing or things that scare me. Like those are the things I'm pursuing. Like if it scares me, that's what I'm pursuing. Like I don't want to just settle for less, whether it comes to like my career or even with YFG. That's why I said that this year, live events. Like even though that's scary to me, it's something I want to do because I'm like, why not? Like who says I can't do it? Like why am I afraid? Like if people are doing it, why not? Do you get what I mean? So I think this year for me is about doing crazy stuff and just doing the impossible. But as I said earlier, the only way I can achieve those things is by having daily habits. Like, for instance, if I'm saying I want to do five sponsored videos this year or if I want to collaborate with LinkedIn, for instance, this year, I have to be doing things every day that makes that goal more achievable. For instance, that means I'm being more aggressive with my content on TikTok or on Instagram. I'm posting like three times a week or I'm networking or going for more events that would position me for things like that. So even though I'm conscious that I want to set crazy goals, I also have to have crazy daily habits that will get me there. So things I do every day, I have like things I need to do every day for my career, things I need to do every day for YFG, things I need to do every day spiritually, and I tick those off every time, and I reflect at the end of every week how I'm doing with those habits. So I think the emphasis for me this year is, is me just building those habits and discipline that would get me to those goals. So... For instance, in my career, I really want to, like, 10x my value and my skills and my knowledge. I want to be a subject matter expert. Like, that's something I'm aiming for, to be a mastery in my field. You guys know now, infra girly, like, that's what I'm aiming to be a master of. When it comes to YMG, I obviously want to provide more impactful content that genuinely adds value to you guys sharing unique insights advice tips information allowing you guys to also see the world through different lenses through what i bring to the table through the content i provide or if it comes to my finances ah that will, i'm not even playing with my finances this year like we're, we're saving more we're investing more but I, I think usually my finances i always achieve my goals but i think i want to obviously 10x that so in a nutshell, this year, crazy goals, doing the impossible, setting smart goals, having those daily habits. And I think I'll probably bring you guys onto those daily habits as well. Um, f- probably. L- let's see how that goes. But that's that's sort of my plan. So in a nutshell, YFG, we're not taking it easy. And podcast episode are now going to be we're, we're back as usual. There's no more breaks. So after this episode goes live, we're going to be back you know, on our daily routine or bi-weekly routine rather of releasing episodes every other Monday, 7pm. So we're going to go back to the same routine. And can I even just say for season one, so we, I basically had six episodes out there and I've almost had like 1,000 downloads, which is crazy because six episodes, that's not even much. So at season one, by the end of season one, we're going to have 10 episodes out there. So this episode is obviously season seven. And there's three more episodes that are exciting. I have another guest um, in one of those episodes. So I think podcast-wise, I'm really happy. I'm excited for finishing season one and even going on to season two. So get ready for more exciting episodes from careers, finance, lifestyle, you name it. Like It's going to be so, so exciting. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this this teaser into the new year, this beginner episode into 2024. And I hope you guys keep rocking with me for the rest of the year because we're not taking it easy. And see you every other Monday, 7 p.m. Switch on all your notifications, however way it works. Just switch it on and get ready because this year is a year of 10x.